Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. I'm Kristen Dobniak, holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, where I believe every mama is a super mama, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't need to go on another diet to do it. This is a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Hey friends, welcome back to a very special bonus episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. This episode is extra special because this is the week of my 30th birthday. I have taken 30 full trips around the sun and it feels crazy to me. In some sense, it feels like I've been 30 for a long time. I've always had friends who were older than I was. Um, I had my babies pretty young, or at least my first baby pretty young. So I kind of made friends with friends who are a little bit older than I was. So um, it doesn't seem like that big of a leap to me. But at the same time, the fact that I have been alive for 30 full years seems crazy too, that it's been 30 years of growing and changing and becoming the woman that I am. And I can really truly say at the age of 30, I feel like I finally come into my own. And I don't know if other women who are of the same age feel that way. I think it's a different age for every woman, but it's a really special place to be. And I'm really grateful to be in this place. And I'm really grateful for my journey that's led me to this place, even though it's been a wild one. If you've been listening to the podcast for some time, if you've listened to my food freedom story, if you've listened to my fitness story, I have a lot of friends comment um, that I, I've lived a lot of lives in my um, short years, right? I know that, that 30 is is not old by any means, but it certainly is a milestone and I've done a lot for for only being 30 and and I am really truly grateful for it but um, I wanted to take a few minutes today to kind of reflect over the past year because it's been a pretty incredible year and honestly one of the hardest years of my life and in some really beautiful ways and like I said in some really hard ways too. So I thought today would be more of an off the cuff get to know you kind of episode because I haven't really done one of these. I did a QA and a um, a few, oh gosh, maybe 10 episodes back I did a QA, and a I think for episode 25 and this is going to be 
Oh, goodness. 33, I think. So a little uh, little less than 10 episodes ago. So I'm going to share a little bit of a reflection about the last year and a little bit of what I've learned over the past year. And then I want to share 30 things that you might not know about me. I thought it would just be a fun time to hop on so you can learn a little bit more um, about the girl behind the mic, because I think so often we can hop behind the microphone and get on our little soapbox and share about the things we're so passionate about. And I'm saying we as this gross generalization of podcasters, but I think I can get behind the mic and share about um, intuitive eating and living and um, nourishing your body. And these are things that are all so, so incredibly um, I guess, um, important to me and things I'm so passionate about um, and getting to this place has has been a wild ride. And so I really love to to share my experiences and my knowledge and share other guests um, with you who have similar experiences and knowledge and different experiences and knowledge. And, and that's really my goal with with the podcast is um, to bring a lot of different perspectives to help you find your beautiful balance. But that being said, I think that um, sometimes we hide behind the mic and we don't share a lot about ourselves. Um, I have definitely shared a significant part of my food journey, but I thought it would be fun to share a little bit more about my journey through life with you guys. So this podcast itself has been um, a dream of mine for quite a f- quite a long time, quite a few years now. I actually talked to one of my my best friends, my best friend from Toronto, Jen, about starting a podcast probably about four years ago. Um, and life happened. I I had a second baby. Um, my business has shifted a lot in the last four years and in the last year specifically. She got married. She moved. She doesn't live in Toronto anymore. She lives in the U.S. She got another puppy. She's a dog mommy. She has two adorable puppies, and I hope to meet her her second little one very soon. Um, but we had talked about starting a podcast and and being someone who loves to talk and who loves to share. It it definitely felt like something that um, would fit into my life and my business. But I was nervous about starting one on my own when it wasn't really working out to do one together. But taking the leap into podcasting has been um, really one of the most I guess I don't know beneficial things that I've that I've done in my life it's helped me really connect with some incredible women and really connect with the women in my community and and ask them truly what they want to hear more about and be able to share my experience through my voice because I think I mean, I love sharing on social media. I love sharing in the Healthy Mama Life community on Facebook. And I love working with one-on-one clients. And that's obviously face-to-face. But not everyone can be a one-on-one client. And not everyone has the time to read a blog post or read a long Instagram post or um, jump into the community every day. But a podcast is something where most women can pop it in while they're doing the laundry or pushing their kiddos on the stroller going for a walk or driving in the car. And I think it's a really fabulous way to to get information that you want to know about living a healthy, balanced mama life. So it's been such a huge blessing to me. And I hope that um, you've also in, enjoyed it. And I have no intentions on stopping anytime soon. It is absolutely my favorite thing I've ever started in my business. So that has been something huge in the last year. Um, it is July now. My birthday is July 30th. And um, the podcast started in February. So it's it's only been, hasn't even been six months, but it feels like it's been so much longer. And we're already lining up guests for season two. Um, and I'll talk more about that um, in the season one finale, which is coming up in, in about a month from now. 
Um, But that has been a huge change in my business over the last year. And the other thing, if you've been around my community for a long time, is I've shifted a lot um, in terms of what I am sharing for a long time. I know, I know um, you know that I have a background um, in different types of nutrition and university level nutrition and holistic nutrition um, and also in fitness. And I worked for a long time um, as a, a group fitness instructor and doing some personal training, online training. And I used to do things like produce meal plans um, and a lot of different things in the fitness and, and wellness industry. But Nothing has ever really truly resonated with me like intuitive eating has once I went on my journey to finding my balance in my health after I had a huge health crash um, after the fitness competition I did. You can listen to um, the episodes. I'll link them in the show notes below about um, my story and uh, my fitness story and how that all kind of came to pass. But even though I was um, far past what I considered having an eating disorder, I really came into this disordered relationship with food and with fitness um, when I did my fitness competition. And it really didn't feel like training um, was serving, or at least fitness training and creating meal plans was really serving me. Or, or And I wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it anymore, and it didn't feel right to share that anymore. And so I took some time off to really get my own health um, back on track to heal from um, my adrenal crash, to get my hormones back into line. We're going to be talking a lot more about hormone balance um, and digestive health because those are two areas that I'm super passionate about in addition to intuitive eating. Um, And when I started working with an intuitive eating counselor and finding my real true place of balance, I just, I dove in head first. And so this past year, was the year that I decided to jump in to becoming a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I was nervous at first, to be honest. I didn't feel qualified, even though I have this handful of certifications and qualifications, everything from nutrition to fitness, um, prenatal, everything in between. But, you know, there's always that that um, imposter syndrome, right? Feeling that you're you're not good enough. I thought, you know, because of my past history with, with disordered eating um, and a disordered relationship with food and fitness that I wasn't qualified to be an intuitive eating counselor. And what's incredible about the intuitive eating counselor training is that you are required to go through the process of learning to become an intuitive eater. You are required to go through the process of doing the workbook and doing the exercises, and it's part of the exam to um, write out. It's not just a multiple choice exam. There's multiple parts to it. It's not just an exam. Um, you have to do one-on-one coaching with Evelyn, um, You have to, or Elise. Um, I happen to do it with Evelyn Triboli, um, supervision with her. You have to do a teleseminar series. You have to do a day-long training. There's a, there's a whole host of... Um, different things you have to do to become certified. But a huge part of it is going through the book yourself and going through the workbook. And it's not just a multiple choice exam. There are written questions where you have to explain your own journey and going through this yourself. Um, And it has helped me grow. Even though I had already worked with um, one intuitive eating counselor, I hired another, this incredible woman, Paige, which I really, really hope we can have her on the podcast soon because she's one of the most wonderful women that I've ever met in my life. And she's helped me in so many areas. And we worked on a couple things that I was still working through in my intuitive eating journey. And and in telling you that, I want you to know that I'm still on this journey too, that it's a never-ending journey. um, And that's not at all to discourage you. It's to encourage you that this isn't something like a diet that has a start and an end point. It's a constant growing and learning about yourself. And that's one of the reasons that it's such a beautiful process. And as I'm talking to you, I don't know if you can hear my stomach growling. (laughs) 
um, clearly I need to honor my hunger after this and go ahead and have some lunch because it has been a busy day of podcast recording with a couple amazing guests. Um, but it's a constant tuning in to, to my body and to my mind and connecting my mind and my body and learning this interceptive awareness. And from that, I'm able to share better with others. And I realize that I am more than qualified to share this, not just because I got the education, not just because I have the nutrition background, not just because I did the intuitive eating counselor course, but because I've lived it and because I can share that with people and I can share um, that perspective and and connect with women in that way. And so that's been really profound, um, something that I've learned about myself over the last year and something that I've learned to to accept is that I am not perfect. I am still on this journey, but it doesn't mean I can't help people in that. And I've never felt more fulfilled um, in doing something than helping other women find peace and freedom with food. And so this whole last year has been this transition in my business from having a baby. I had a baby um, on October 31st. Yes, Halloween 2017. I was thinking about the year 2017. So coming in um, to my 29th birthday, I had a well, eight-month-old. I had an eight-month-old. So she was still really little. And we were actually finally at a good place when it came to nursing. That was a really, really hard journey with sweet little Rennie. Um, it was a lot harder with her than it was with Sage. It was harder in the beginning with Sage. But with Ren, it was hard just overall for the entire 11 months that she, she nursed. And so that was a huge struggle. And then having a little baby and a big kid, um, both vying for my attention, but really having this deep passion and desire to to still help women and accepting that about myself and um, accepting that I love my children and my husband and my family, and I am so grateful for it, um, but that I also have this passion as an entrepreneur and as a coach and in helping women find their own freedom and peace with food um, and tune into their intuition in their food and in their life. And what I had to learn was that I needed to make space for all of the things that I was passionate about. And when I did, when I allowed myself um, to not be so stressed all of the time and to learn things like time blocking. And I know it sounds so rigid, but it doesn't have to be rigid, right? It's it's not a strict routine that I have. It's learning how to block my time so that I can be present doing the things that I am doing and be intentional about the things that I'm doing when I'm doing them. This has been huge in my journey as a mom and a wellness entrepreneur and really learning how to divide my time in a way that is intentional and I can still be present with my kids and I can still get on the floor and play Barbies with Sage and I can still push Ren on the swings and leave my phone inside and not think about replying to Instagram comments or um, even that you know, I, my clients are so, so incredibly important to me and I try to get back to them as soon as possible when they shoot me a text or an email, but that it's okay it can wait 10 minutes if I'm getting my kids lunch and helping them out because they come first, but it's okay to be multi-passionate and to also make sure that the time is there to do the things that I love and that I'm passionate about and that I know that God has called me to do. I know he's called me to be a mom and to be a wife and to be a friend, but also to be um, this this coach and this guide and, and to do what I love to do too. And 
I've never really felt that in my life. I think for a long time, I've um, been going back and forth between what I feel like I should be doing or what I feel like other people think I should be doing. And I think this last year, I've really learned to come into what truly feels right and intuitive for me in my life. Um, Not just with food, not just with fitness, but in my whole life. And it's been a really beautiful place to be. And I'm by no means perfect. This last year, like I said, was the hardest year of my life because learning that, learning what I feel like I am called to do and finding time and making space for that was not easy. It was really, really hard. My husband and I have had some really, really hard times this year um, in figuring out how to balance both of our careers because he has a busy career. He's incredible at his job. I talked a little bit more in my last Q&A about what he does. Um, And he spends a lot of time on it. And his job does require him to do some traveling. And um, I'm so grateful that we live now very close to family. And my mom is amazing at helping out with the kids. My cousin helps out with the kids. We have an incredible church community with some great babysitters that also help out with the kids and allow me to do what I need to do and have that space to do it, um, to help to help with clients, to record podcasts, but then also be present with my kids so I am not toggling in between. Um, and that he has been so incredibly supportive of me, but I've had to learn how to be supportive of him too um, in his career and his travel and, and growing and, and we've had to learn how to how to grow together because we're both very passionate people and I think I'm gonna have him on the podcast sometime to share a little bit more with you he's um, he's a very private introverted person um, so he's not even really on social media I've, I've told him that I want to get him like a social media account and get him like sponsored as a sailor and he's like yeah okay if you manage it <laughs> um, but he's also very talented with technology so we're, we're having him help me out a little bit on the back end with photos and videos and and things like that as well so more on that in in the future but that's been something that we've had to work through a lot and and it hasn't always been it definitely hasn't been easy a lot and I'm very thankful that I I have an incredible community of of women around me um, who have been through similar situations who've kind of helped me through and help us come out on the other side and in a better place than we've than we've ever been and um, and same thing with the kids Um, we made the decision just for a year to homeschool my oldest daughter Sage and that has been a wild ride that girl is so sweet and so smart and it has been so fun coming up with curriculum but I won't I would be lying if I didn't tell you that it was also really stressful and I told her that she was absolutely um allowed to make the choice if she wanted to stay homeschooled then I was totally happy to homeschool her um as you know as time goes on she can make the choice she has to stay a year and wherever she wants like not wherever she wants I don't want her to go back and forth between homeschool and public school but if she chooses to do homeschool she has to homeschool for the year and then if she chooses to go to public school then we're going to go for at least a year hopefully more um but she decided that she wants to go to public school and that's okay with me. She, We have a great school system where we are. Um, she loves her friends. She's very social. She's definitely a future leader or really a current leader. She started a club at the park last week, a leaf club. And I was a little terrified looking into the future. But you know what? She is smart and she's savvy and she's a leader. And I'm going to help her embrace that. I hope I'm going to help her embrace that at least. 
Um, so yeah, so finding, um, or figuring out really what works for our family season to season because seasons change. And this season was a season for homeschooling. Um, as hard as it was, sometimes it was also a huge blessing to have that year before kindergarten. She's going into kindergarten next year. And I had the whole year to be with her all day long, almost every single day during the week and to educate her and to learn with her and to see her grow and learn how to write her name and how to read her first words. Um, and that was a really beautiful experience, but it's a different season and it's time to move on. As my business grows, um, our little one is now going to be going into preschool in late fall. I can't believe that she's going to be two. And it's just this year, it's been a wild ride of growth in my family, in my marriage, in my business. And now we are going on um, almost 20 minutes of me chattering about um, my reflections over over the past year. But I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my heart and a little bit of the past year and how wonderful it's been and how hard it's been and just encourage you that, you know, we're going to have years that are both beautiful and hard at the same time. And that really was this last year of my life. And and I'm, I'm so grateful that I've made it 30 years and I hope that I live 30 plus 30 plus 30 plus 30 more. Um, okay, maybe not that long. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, but I am grateful for even the hard stuff in the past year because... Um, I had a, I recorded an incredible episode with um, Laura that is actually coming out next week, Laura Bruner um, of Radical Roots. And we were talking about, you know, the hard stuff being a blessing because it makes the good stuff seem so much more good, right? And we, as long as we're learning and growing in everything in our life or as much as we can, there's no reasons to have regrets or or look back on those hard times as as being terrible or wanting to change them, right? Because there's a growth opportunity in everything, and and I believe that that God gives us these hard times as growth opportunities, and and I choose to embrace it, even though it can be hard in the moment. I I choose to to embrace that, um, and to embrace the beauty even in the hard stuff. So that's kind of been the last year, and here I am. 30 years old, um, in the healthiest place I have ever been in my entire life with my health, um, a really beautiful place with my fitness. Um, I actually made the choice to not run a marathon this year. I ran one last year and I loved it. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, but this year it's just not fitting in. Um, I'm working on some really big projects in my business. My kiddo is going to kindergarten. I'm going on some really incredible um, conferences and some trips, some solo trips this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, we're going on some family trips and it just doesn't fit this year. And that's okay. I'm I'm not in this place of black and white anymore. Um, I'm in this really beautiful middle place where it's okay if I still run and I still run some distances and I'm probably going to do a half marathon, but I don't need to do a marathon just because I did one last year. And it took some time to be okay with that, to be okay with oh but I did one last year and I want to train for another one there will always be time to train for another marathon and and that's um, such a testament to the balanced place I'm at in my fitness now that I don't feel like I have to run this marathon a lot of it is thanks to to working with Paige as my coach and and helping me work through that and and deciding that no it's okay because I can always do that another time but right now it's focusing on my family and my business and the things that I feel like God's calling me to do right now in my life so that being said 
being in this fun place of of being 30 and this beautiful place with my health and my food and my fitness, I thought I would jump in to sharing a little bit more about myself. 30 fun little facts that you might not know about me. Number one, I grew up in New England, right by the beach in this tiny little beachside town called Narragansett. My, um, It's like a tourist destination, so in the summertime, there's a ton of people in Narragansett, and you can barely find a spot on the beach, even though it is a beautiful, beautiful beach. There's a few beaches there, but the public beaches is so beautiful. Um, actually, I think they're all private beaches in any case. That's where I grew up, and it's beautiful, and there's a ton of people in the summertime, and it's kind of crazy to get around, but in the wintertime, there's, like, no one. So it was a very small town, and it was was really interesting having that small town um, upbringing, but also having it kind of blow up and have there be a ton of people in the summertime. So I have kind of a love-hate relationship about living um, in that sort of environment. I'm really grateful to have grown up in New England and now we live about 20 minutes away from my hometown um, and we live a little bit outside of a major city. So um, like like 10 minutes outside of a major city. So we kind of get the best of both worlds here as well. So number two, because I grew up in New England, I absolutely love the beach, but I would much prefer to walk on the beach than I would sit on the beach because I don't love sand, but I do love to surf and I love to play in the water. Number three, you all know my name is Kristen, but I also go by Chris. My close friends and family all call me Chris, but when I was a kid, I didn't like that my family called me Chris because I thought it was a boy's name, so I asked them to stop calling me Chris. So I became Kristen at school for my entire life until I started my Instagram and my business, Healthy Mama Chris, five years ago, and then I became Chris again. And it's so funny because, you know, my close friends and family call me Chris, but also people who know me from the internet. So if somebody meets me for the first time and they know me from the internet, they call me Chris, which always takes me aback a little bit because I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) So um, you can call me Chris or Kristen. I respond to both, um, but I have embraced Chris now, and I don't think it's just a boy's name. Number four, I was bit by a dog when I was two and I was actually pretty badly and I was actually afraid of dogs until I was like 11 or 12. We had some neighborhood dogs and used to jump up on my dad anytime I would hear the bark or they would come near me but there was a neighbor um, who had this beautiful black lab named April and she was just the friendliest little thing and because she was um, one of my best friends I got used to April and so slowly but surely I got closer and closer to her and I have not been afraid of dogs and in the future, if we have a house, we would love to have a dog. But as of now, we are living in an apartment and that's not in the cards. Number five, I really don't like cake. I've mentioned this before, but I will not eat your birthday cake. I'm sorry, more for you uh, because I don't like cake. Like I, I, Frosting's okay. And when I was a kid, uh, my grandma makes these really beautiful birthday cakes and I had her make my cakes for years and years, but I never liked the cake. And it's not because she doesn't make a good cake. She makes a great cake. She makes her own homemade frosting. But I started just asking for the frosting because I only like the frosting. I don't actually like cake, but I do like cheesecake and ice cream cake. So I don't have anything against the cake shape. I just don't really like cake, but I do love dessert. Number six, I do actually love kale. I did not discover kale until I was like, 
Well, probably until I was a vegetarian. So in high school. Um, and I like instantly liked it. I just, I liked kale salad. I liked it crispy, sauteed in a pan. I love kale. And everyone thinks that's crazy because I'm a nutritionist and they think that I should like kale. So then I like kale, but no guys, I actually like kale, but you know what I don't like? Collard greens. Truth. Number seven, I just shared this, but I was a vegetarian for four years, um, and then I met my husband and was no longer a vegetarian, and then we both went vegetarian together for two years, and we were vegan for one year, but it did not work well for my body or my digestion. So it works well for some people, but did not work well for me. That's actually when I started struggling with digestive issues, Um, and I don't think it was because I was vegan, but there were some factors that um, played in there. Number eight, I have lived in three countries. Um, Actually, one of my kids was born in Canada and the other one was born in the U.S. My husband is Canadian and we lived in Toronto for five years. So uh, we lived in Canada. I was born here in the U.S. and that's where we live now. And I also lived in Italy for a summer. Number nine, my favorite food memory ever was my 18th birthday dinner at Nobu in New York City. It was a restaurant that I had seen in a cooking magazine at this point. Um, Being a vegetarian was actually how I started getting into cooking because my parents are not vegetarians. And so they were like, you can do what you want, but you need to cook your own food. Um, And I had read about this um, restaurant. And at that point, I was a pescatarian. So I ate fish. And thank goodness, because, oh my gosh, you guys, Nobu's miso black cod like changed my life that was like the dish that made me want to become a chef and fun fact later on the miso black cod from nobu became my most popular item on my personal chef menu when i worked as a personal chef number 10 i am an enneagram type one if you cannot tell by now i am very type a and just because you're type one doesn't mean you are a type a if you are into the enneagram but it's kind of the perfectionist type um type ones tend to struggle with their own inner critic rather than what other people think and this is definitely something that's been true in my life but i've loved studying the enneagram Um, i'm a type one and my husband you know what we're gonna get him on and tell him tell you what his type is because it's it's a fun dichotomy Number 11, I am a black belt in uh, Okinawan Shorinru Karate, which is a Japanese or um, an Okinawan style of martial arts. I was a martial artist for 10 years from ages um, 8 to 18, and I got my black belt when I was 15 or 16. My dad and I got our black belts together, and he's actually a second degree black belt. Number 12, my great-grandmother immigrated from Syria when she was a little girl, and so I have always had a soft spot for Middle Eastern food. She made some of the most incredible food when I was a kid, um, and I have developed a lot of her recipes um, from memory and from her teaching me when I did a couple school projects when I was in middle school with Middle Eastern recipes, and it will always be my favorite cuisine. I love, love, love Middle Eastern food. Number 13, My favorite activity to do, aside from running, is rock climbing. So I actually thought, I used to think I was afraid of heights. 
I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. So if I am secure in a harness, rock climbing is like my absolute favorite thing to do. And I think you can apply it to, or like the um, concept of, of climbing and having to go like one hand after another, one foot after another, and only focus on that one thing to so many areas of our life. And it's one of my favorite things to do for um, stress reduction. My husband and I love to go climbing together too. So thanks to my college roommate for introducing me to rock climbing because it's my favorite. Number 14, this is a fun one. I'm really particular about my drinks. I don't like fruity cocktails. I used to like them, obviously, as like a young adult when I was still exploring. But my favorite drink is an old-fashioned, but don't make it too sweet. Really, most of the time, I just like a bourbon or a glass of red wine. Number 15, I once kind of trespassed on the Canadian Army. And yes, they still let me in. (laughs) So when I was on a trip to Quebec when I was uh, 14 or 15... It was with my French class. We went to Quebec and we had like two hours at night where we were allowed to go out and like explore before our curfew and we had to be back to the hotel. We stayed in the Chateau Frontenac, which was really cool. It's this beautiful old castle um, kind of on the water in Quebec City. And my friends and I were like wandering through the city and all of a sudden we like wandered in this back alleyway and we were encountered by these two men holding guns and we're like, oh no, and we turned around and ran the other way. And apparently it was the army base. So that's fun. We didn't do anything wrong. We were just wandering. I think they knew that. They didn't try to shoot us or anything. But it's a funny story. So uh, number 18, my favorite movie of all time is Romeo and Juliet. The one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. That is my favorite movie. I love it. I think it is such a creative rendition of Romeo and Juliet. It's my absolute favorite. I can watch it over and over and over again. And I have. Uh, And number 19 goes right along with it. I was a big theater nerd in high school. I have seen more than a dozen shows live. I think I skipped one, by the way. That was number 18. Yeah. I've seen more than a dozen shows live, a handful on Broadway, because we only live about three hours outside of the city. So we've gone to a ton of Broadway shows, and that's one of my, one of my favorite things. So I'm losing count here, but this one is number 19. I met my husband at a party, sort of. The story is actually really funny. He was my, um, one of my best friends from high school, his college roommate, but I didn't meet him until they had already lived together for like three years. And my, uh, my friend gave me the keys to his house to set up stuff for our other friend's birthday party. And my husband, or my I didn't even know him at the time. Nick wasn't supposed to be home. He was supposed to be sailing, but it was a rainy day. So he comes down the stairs when I walked in the door, like confused because somebody had just broken into his house. And I called him Mike. I thought his name was Mike. It's not. It's Nick. But we hit it off. And we've been together for 11 years in September. So that's kind of fun. Number 20, my favorite TV show of all time is Grey's Anatomy. I have seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I love it, and I will watch it again and again. (laughs) Number 21. Oh, I already mentioned this one. I have run a marathon and a half, two half marathons, but I have run over a dozen 10 milers, and that is actually my favorite distance to run. It's long, but not too long. 
number 22. I am a Christian and I have a deep, deep love for Christ and everything he has done to transform my life. Um, I'm going to share more about this in the future, my faith journey, um, but I was not always a Christian. I grew up Catholic, um, so I was exposed to it for sure. Um, But in high school, I once tried to um, perform a seance with my friend to bring Kurt Cobain back to life. She can vouch for me. It was ridiculous. It didn't work, clearly. Um, But sorry, God, that was a thing that happened. (laughs) Number 23, I got married a week after my 21st birthday. A week to the day after my 21st birthday. Number 24, I am a trained chef. I have a culinary degree in addition to my nutrition certifications. I went to culinary school after college um, up in Toronto at a school called Liaison College, and I got my degree in culinary management, which is um, culinary um, arts as well as um, personal chef. And I worked as a personal chef for more than three years after that. Number 25, we have a 15-pound black cat named Samson. He is the sweetest thing you'll ever meet, but he's gigantic. He's basically a big teddy bear. He will let Ren, who's 20 months, kiss him on the mouth, and he just sits there. He's pretty amazing, but you will hear him in the podcast from time to time because he doesn't like being left alone. He likes to hang out with me, but I've had to close him out of the room because he's talkative, but I still love him. So Samson, if you can hear me, I love you. I'm not a crazy cat person, I promise. I already told you I like dogs too. Number 26, this is fun. I lived on a tall ship for a summer. It was an adventure, to say the least. Number 28, I've never let anyone or anything stand in the way of what I desire, including a door. My sister loves to tell this story that when my dad was mowing the lawn one day and my mom was out, she locked herself in her room and I got so angry at her, I took the door off of its hinges. My dad was not impressed. Number 28, my ultimate goal in life is to write a book or books. I would actually like to write multiple books. Writing is uh, my biggest passion. I could write for hours and hours and hours. That's why I love writing and doing outlines of this podcast, sharing blog posts. Writing is my absolute favorite. Number 29, I love coffee. Like, really, really love coffee. Like, I have to hold myself back from drinking only coffee. Kind of love it. And I love really good coffee, and I will drink it black if it's really good. If not, um, just heavy cream. That's it. A good Americano with some heavy cream. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. And number 30. My favorite quote that I have grown to love over the years is this. Peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things. Enjoyed this? Okay, friends, I hope that you enjoyed learning some fun facts you probably did not know about me um, and my little bit of a reflection about the last year of of my life before I turned 30. Um, I just want to tell you guys that I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in whenever you tune in, whether it's every single week or once in a while. I appreciate all of you. It is because of all of you that I continue to do what I do, you sending in your questions, you connecting with me on Instagram and letting me you know that you're enjoying the podcast and that you want to hear more or telling me what kind of guests you want to hear on. 
So if you haven't reached out to me yet, please do. Um, I would like to connect with the ladies on the other side with the headphones on listening to this podcast um, because I am grateful for you and I, I want you to know that I'm doing this for you. I mean, I will be honest where I love talking to new guests and learning new things as well. I am a lifelong learner, but ultimately I do this podcast for you. So if there are things that you want to learn more about, um, want me to talk more about, want me to find guests to talk about, please go ahead and um, go to my my website, healthymamachris.com and leave a question for the podcast under the podcast, um, I guess, page on my blog or send me an email, chris at healthymamachris.com. Send me your questions or find me on Instagram at healthymamachris and, and shoot me a DM. Thank you, friends, so much for listening, and I will see you in the next show. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, HealthyMamaChris.com. And don't forget to join us in the newly launched Supermama Society, a monthly membership to help you tune in to your intuition and nourish yourself without restriction to live like the Supermama I know you are. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friends.